Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm Drew. I'm James. Oh, guys, we gotta <laughs> jump on that. I, I it's jump. clockwise, guys. It's, Can we start over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, right. It's clockwise. It just makes sense because you're no. Clockwise. It's clockwise. Welcome always... to the clockwise rundown. <laughs> All right, 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 right. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm James. I'm Drew. And we thought the right thing to do was to spend our time wasting your second band of basketball by basketball, basketball, basketball. <laughs> and anything else that involves the University of It is bound to be the best. Worst. <laughs> well, okay. All right. This is why it's going to take us it's 20 minutes take. to call okay. Chris. That's what I was getting Okay, we're, Apparently we're calling Chris later. Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm James. I'm Drew. And we thought that the right thing to do is spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. I don't know what Drew's laughing about or choking on, but Drew's choking. <laughs> it is bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. The pod waits uh, for no one. The pod waits for no one. We got to power through this, Drew. Are you? I think so. All right. That's Choked good. on some coffee there. Football, wow. football is back. But did you die? Uh, I'm alive. Yeah. F- football is back, kind of. Kind and of. it's also done. We so did all, all, all the in the same week. Football is back and it's gone. And they still found a way to kind of disappoint <laughs> I, I've got some thoughts on that, but we'll kind get there. Kind yeah. of lose. Granted, it's the spring green. Spring, spring, spring green. <laughs> Guys, hey, <laughs> we're doing great so far. It's the spring um, green. <laughs> hey, here's the, here's the thing. It was still a one possession game, even in the spring. Oh game. my <laughs> gosh, Drew! Why? Why are you one true. one possession? Hey, one possession victory and loss. Yeah, you don't so. you don't really get to see a lot in the one spring possession game, victory especially, for the defense, especially with running, because the first half they play two and touch football. Yeah, and, yeah, practically. Any good running game should be people that are like outside of like yards after contact. Yeah, yak, right? Yak yards. Like there were a couple times with Yant, like when they blew it dead. I'm like. Zero percent chance he's going down right there with a finger touch. Like yeah. it's Yant. Like it takes a multi, a multitude <laughs> of people to bring him down most of the time. So Yant man. Yeah, it takes a lot. Put of in time. the Yant man. And he looks. I mean, he looked like he was in good shape. I really. Yep. <clears throat> I, at fast. first, I was like wondering if. Do you guys think he's going to be like the main starter? I don't. Do you think Grant will I th- be? I think he'll be third. <sighs> I think he'll. I think they'll have to do the stupid rotation thing to figure out guys in game. I would be I would be surprised if he wasn't number two though. I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Anthony Grant. Ramir might get the Grant. start game one. Yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna go Ramir, uh, Anthony Grant, Ramir, and Yant's gonna be the like the the power the, the back three. that that comes. Like you need those guys in your rotation. Yeah, and that's not, that's excluding Gabe Irvin who started last year. Uh, I know, but I I think Irvin's gonna take a step back not because he's. It's not a, a, it's just a, a, a knock on him. It's like there's just other guys salary. in front of him, and I think Yant's different enough of a back coming that off he's going to earn some uh, his place on the on the team and playing time just with his his abilities. I could Yant's one of those guys. It's kind of like an a Zigbo type thing. I could see him as the year goes on, just us finding something that really works with him. Um, but I think overall, like. Ramirez just playing too well to not see the field, yeah. and I think Anthony Grant is just the best combination of of kind of the Ramirez speed and the power. Uh, I can see him turning into really our consistent every every time back. So yeah, I think it'll probably be Ramirez starting. If you if if we're gonna take anything from the the first team offense that was out there, first just meaning who was the first team that was on the field. Ramirez was the starting running back, yeah. so I would guess he'd be the first, the first string running back when when the season comes around. But and towards the end of last season, he was kind of the guy. He was the guy. He yeah. was, and he, he got he injured. Looked, he looked well. See, here's the thing with a running back room is 
we've had this, we haven't had this consistent back, but I don't think that that's ever been intentional. It's literally been because we can't stay healthy in that room. Everyone gets hurt there. Yeah. And so then it, we're, we're bringing up these guys lower on the depth chart and they're not ready to be the every down back right, right away. And so we've gotten stuck in this rotation. Every time we seem to get a guy, they get hurt. Like I thought Gabe Irvin was going to be that last year. He got hurt. You know, it's just, it happens every year. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's potential to make that more of, uh, you know, a smaller room that's active. Um, they, when Anthony Grant's uh, interview that um, Sean Callahan did with him, he asked him, he's like, do you, have you been told what that's going to look like? And he said, like, how many people are going to be rotating? He's, he pretty much said, yeah, it's probably going to be two, three guy rotation for a game. Oh, and yeah. That's, that's pretty normal. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's you know not what I mean? weird. But even <laughs> if even if you have someone that's a Heisman contender, you still have a two rotation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, I think that that's kind of, it's going to be I this 300 monster. That, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of run the damn ball people that have been frustrated is we haven't had, like, you don't know, like, we need to get two yards. Who who do we need? Yeah. You know? yeah. Or, like, on any given possession, like, like it, it, it even could feel like you would have a, a drive where it's, like, the offense is flowing really well, getting good chunk yards, all of these different things, and then all of a sudden they score a touchdown, and then the next drive, it's a different running back. And yeah. it feels like we run a, basically yeah, a yeah. different off- offense, and it's like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, yeah. We just watch them drive down the field, and now we come out and do two screen passes in a row. And so I think that's where Matty well, Lubick. The cra- yeah. The crazy thing with that too is like we also had a quarterback running the ball twenty times a game. Oh, sure. So like I well, I mean he's our quarterback our, was our number one running back. He well, he, he was. For, I mean for years. Yeah, We're not and, talking just one season. No, this has been since Frost has been here. I you know, know. I was gonna say I think literally since Adrian Martinez yep. has been the the starting quarterback, he was our leading rusher. Yeah, so how do you how do you really get, get one going? You know what I mean? Like with I know and that's that's really the question actually that'll be really interesting. Casey Thompson is not probably as talented as a runner as Adrian Martinez or any Martinez that's ever been at Nebraska, but mm. that doesn't but I mean think, he's bad. No, I know, but I'm saying like the offense is probably not going to be as designed around that as it used mm-hmm. to be. At, at the end of the spring game, though, they did run the option quite mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. and it actually looked really good. It did. Yeah, they were like running it pretty well, and I kind of wish we just I just wish we saw a little bit of um, like tackling guys like Yant and, and Ramir Johnson. Yeah, I just want to see those guys like because in a spring game, literally, it's so easy just to put a fingertip on yeah. someone mm-hmm. but someone like Ramir who's actually really quick but then Yant who's very strong powerful yeah like also has gotten faster lost some weight yeah yeah, yeah he looks like he's down like 15 20 yeah all right so before we kind of dive into more specifics just overall gut feel I'm not convinced the o-line looks better so that made me feel I have a, I have a different take on that so we're gonna go. I I I don't know. The defense honestly looked really good, better than I thought they would be because we've lost a lot of really key people yeah. like defensively. DBs, I think I was most impressed yeah. with them. Watching some of the transfer, we had that transfer from Texas. He had two pass breakups yeah. and a couple like like deep balls that were thrown, like just good protection. Yeah. Like good Agreed. man protection. And I don't know if I've ever felt confident if I watch an opponent throw the ball deep. In my gut, I'm like, Oh, oh no! Yeah. You know, well, even even against Cam, sometimes yeah, we've you know? gotten way more athletic and and a lot more speed back there. After um, these guys were bringing in, um, especially at the safety position, uh, that that was one of the mm-hmm. knocks with the kind of the last few guys we've had is they were good. They knew the defense really well, but they were not like these super speedy athletic freaks, right? They mm-hmm. were just good football players. We've replaced that with some younger guys now that have been developing that mm-hmm. actually that are a lot more athletic and have a lot more speed back there. So I'm excited to see what that ends up doing. So, um, you know, offensively, I know there's been a lot of knocks. Like we just didn't look at guys. 
Whipple wasn't calling the plays. Oh, I know. Yeah. They, the assistants were. They, he had his grad assistants calling plays. They, it's it's literally like what they do at a, a practice where they just have a, a play sheet that they're running through plays. Whipple didn't call a single play that whole time. Yeah. So I know, and I, I get it. Like also, they weren't. They're not trying to craft a draft yeah. like a drive. Yeah. yeah. And there which, wasn't which strategy okay. to it. They yeah. like it and, was and not an not, offensive game plan. It was literally let's run these plays. The best, honestly, the best part about a spring game at Nebraska is it's it's the time for people that have never been on the field exactly. to be mm-hmm. in that environment. Exactly. Exactly. Go through the whole the whole practice like the night before, do all that yeah. stuff, yep. and then have and then have show up and there's a lot of fans and it's a lot of noise and it's like kind of some pressure yeah. for a practice. Yeah. Like that's I get it, that's the point of it. So I don't think you can really take away yeah. a lot of things that are gonna hold water come come fall. So you mentioned yeah. the offensive line. I I'm with you. Like they gave up a few sacks again. It sacks, quote unquote. They touched him. I think just sometimes we just hold on to the ball way too long. I, so. I do agree with that. So I, I went be, back and watched careful. some plays, especially in that first few drives. Mm-hmm. And um, the O line, more than I have seen since Frost has been here. If you go back and watch it, they were actually creating some holes and some gaps, and they were attacking and they were getting to their spots rather than just hoping that the the running back would create something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I saw it multiple times. Now it, they need to clean it up some. There were some missed blocks that blew it, like messed it up. But watching back, I actually, I wouldn't watch like the first three or four series when we were trying to run some things and they actually were creating some gaps and some holes and getting off the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and so, well, are they perfect? No, I'm still really down on them until they prove it. But I saw something in them that I thought was, different than what I've seen the, the past few years. So I'm excited to see where that can go uh, after fall, you know, you know, just practice and getting ready for game time. I yeah. still think it's going to be a work in progress, but we have to, we have to take some step forwards, even if they're tiny step forwards, we need to take step forwards there. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a, a give and take with the offensive line. I think <clears throat> overall they, it's, it's like impossible to tell what the season's going to look like based on, based on the spring game. But we can also know that, Teddy Prohaska and Turner Corcoran both didn't play, and our tackles were horrendous. Brant Banks and and Bryce Benhart both played so bad in the spring game. It, they, they they both they were, both had mistakes, and they I were saw getting, a few plays where they they did their job too. And so, but you ha- it just they has were to be more consistent. Man. Blown up by the by the like most devastated part of our defense. Like, we have like two edge rushers. Yeah, dude, Three, Jamari Butler. If Jamari, Jamari Jamari Butler's good. Yeah, and. I think Garrett, get Garrett Nelson Mathis, looks like he looks a dude, incredible, man. dude. He, he, look, he looks way. He took better. another step. That I, I listened to a, an interview with him with Sean Callahan too, and he uh, he basically said that he changed his diet. He and he basically started trying to train like a professional football player yeah. and giving like all areas of his lifestyle over raw bowls of nails, <laughs> but he, he no cut, milk. He, he trimmed down body fat and gained muscle. And he said, all he's been doing is working on his explosive speed. He's just like, it's all he said. He really believes and wants to be one of the premier edge rushers in the big 10. I hope and everyone feels that way about whatever position. They're I would in, hope you know? so. But yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's just taken a yeah. different mentality. He's already been a leader. And so I just, I don't know. I, I, I talk, see watching him and just how different he looked and how just the body, the transformation he's gone through. I really expect him to be like an eight sack guy this year. Mm-hmm. Like he was five, I think last year. Yeah. I could see him getting to the eight mark. He said he wants double digits. That was his goal. So. I, th- I think that just what, what my comment on the O line is really, we, I think we have Casey Thompson. I think he has the potential to be a great quarterback. Chubba Purdy, I think, has great potential as well. Yeah. And then when we look at our running back room, I think we feel probably the most confident we have in two, three years mm-hmm. about yeah. the productivity level from them. Yeah. And then as our wide receivers 
as a whole, I think we also probably would say that oh, dude, as that a whole, they're probably, that, oh my goodness. probably just yeah. as good, if not better than like any, any receiving core we've had in the last few years. Yep. So all yeah. the skilled players seems like we, we have the talent in the room. Yeah. yeah. But if our own line looks like the O line last year, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and yeah. that's and that's I, we, it's exactly it. we had I the think, skill players last year. Yeah, and, and I think the hardest matter. thing is is like we're not going to continue, right? I think we got there's some refresh because we got a new coaching staff. If this team performs at the level it did last year, we're not going to get good transfers. We're, we're not, not going to get good recruiting because why would you come to a school when you we can't literally get you the ball? You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I think that's always just been my biggest <clears throat> yeah. frustration with like O line. It's like the most underrated part of anything. Yeah, know, of any no. of any football team, and the most the valued. Line. Uh, I think both lines. Yeah, both lines. I was pretty impressed with the D line for the lack of numbers that we have, and just how I'm how. Um, I don't know. Unproven that group is too. That's I actually, I don't know if it's my bigger concern than the O line. O line is just such a big deal, but we're replacing a lot there too. But and and Ty Robinson didn't play much. Yeah. He swatted one pass down, which Mm -hmm. was great, but he doesn't need to prove a lot at this point, but I was really impressed with some of those younger guys that came in and they, they looked pretty solid too. They really stand in the ground. And yeah. Yeah. So the spring game really is really a practice to get, to get some of those younger guys to get, get them reps on the field with people in the stands. Like that's all it feels. But how do you guys feel about, Chubba Purdy, he played a good amount. Like, yeah, he played like probably what it, about at least a third of the. the yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah, um, that first half at least for sure. Um, yeah, he he looked he looked pretty aggressive. You know what I mean? He just looked like he knew what he was like. He looked like he meant he was supposed to be out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't look like a younger guy necessarily that was timid. Um, he had a couple ugly throws and just tried to force a few things, but. He he looks like a gamer. He just looks like a guy that's going to go out there and play his butt off. So he, he looked he looked to me like he was the best quarterback on the field. I know Casey only played for three series, and yeah. we can we can get into that later. But he he mean he looked com- the most comfortable in the pocket. He moved around better in the pocket. He was aware of his surroundings more. He was going up and talking to the lines. He was he he just looked like he was in control. In control. That's that's what I, I think of I everything. By all that. Yeah, he and just he looked made like he was supposed to that, be out there and in control. That pass over the top to AJ Rollins down on like the oh, that, was great. that pass was dropped the dime. Yeah, yeah. The it was Shoulder amazing. Pitch. It was yeah. amazing, and he he was fast. He was getting out to the edge, getting five six yard runs on scrambles. He looked good for only having two practices. Yeah, oh, two. I, yeah. I think he's one of those guys. With him, you're always going to get some of these. Okay, what was that type of plays? Like he had that one where he like he was up at the line. He like he, this, like he did like this jump pass thing yeah. that kind of went to the ground. It was like okay, I, I just feel like that's kind of part of his. He, he almost had a you know what fumble. I mean? He just did a Mark he, Sanchez impression. He, yeah, the Tim Tebow jump jumping at the line. I think you're gonna get some of that with him just because he's he's so confident in himself, yeah. and I, I actually really like that. So yeah, he looked like the real deal. Um, we if you didn't notice, we're down on one of our uh, one of our broadcast host hosties host. Hostess, hostesses, 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 fun cakes, hostesses with the mostesses. Well, I'm going to give Chris a call and we're going to get his thoughts. Chris is in a better place, as we say. Oh, well, just his apartment. Just, he's just, he's just, whoa, you can hear the buzz. You better answer, boy. Hey, hey, did you order a, a large pepperoni? Just a large pepperoni, just, just, not, just, a just not a pizza, just specifically a pepperoni. <laughs> I think I, 
I think I ordered the Dylan Raiola special. Oh, oh my Dylan Raiola yeah. wow. Okay, look at this guy trying to get this rolling in the podcast. <laughs> well, well, Chris, well, Chris, we are we're just wondering what your take on the spring game was. How do you think it went overall? What are your, what are your feelings? Oh man, well, thank you guys so much for calling me in this morning. Okay, chill uh, out. <laughs> Um, if I can, if I can just give you one word for the spring game, it's vanilla. Vanilla. It's vanilla. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Little bit of vanilla ice, little bit of vanilla baby. But (laughs) the thing about the spring game is every, every year you go into it with these exciting expectations and excited to see the players. You go into the spring game sometimes, at least I do thinking like, I'm going to get a good idea of what this team's going to look like in the fall. And then you watch the game and you're like, yep, I still don't really know anything. Mm-hmm. You, you get a little bit, but you don't get what you actually want. And so I think we have to view the spring game as a spring game. Like it's a scrimmage. Like I think there's a reason why Casey Thompson only threw four passes. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to show a lot. Um, yeah, Drew, I don't know if Drew's already mentioned this, but he mentioned to me um, yesterday just about like Whipple didn't even call a single play. Yeah, like is that was was that verified? Yeah, yeah, that was from um, talking. Uh, it's just the interviews with players after the game. Like Sean Callahan was interviewing some guys, and that was something that that was sold. Uh, Casey Thompson specifically said that. So, oh, gotcha, cool. Yeah, so that that right there, like we have. So much yet to discover with the Whipple offense come fall. And I think that was honestly strategic. I mean, Northwestern is a big game. And so you don't want to just show up everything on tape mm-hmm. when you can do practices off tape and, and do the same thing. Um, and so I, I think the spring game was fun. It was good to see um, some new players, some new faces. Um, I do have some bold predictions based off of it. Oh, um, I like it. Oh, <laughs> so I'm not going to hold back. So don't, here, don't here's, hold back. Here's what I'm going to say. I will say there is one guy that I'm sure you guys already mentioned today that really did impress me, and that is on the defensive side, Garrett Nelson. Hey yeah. yo, like we all we all know we all know he has a motor, but now with his motor, I think he has a pretty good toolbox um, and and knows how to play the position versus just run 100 miles per hour. Now he knows how to play it and run 100 miles per hour. Yeah. And so I'm going to say this right now. Oh. We're going to you guys can quote me in the oh. fall. I think Garrett Nelson has the potential to be a first team all Big 10 player this year. Yeah. Wow. wow. That would be that would be incredible. That would be amazing. He has the I think And you can yeah. yeah. I I think he has that potential to have that kind of year. And I think you can easily make the argument that he is the best player on Nebraska's defensive side of the ball. Yeah, that's great, man. I, that's I, I a, feel I feel like he's. I I think we would all agree and probably say he's probably the front runner in being the best defensive player that we currently have this year. Mm-hmm. I think just knowing of what we yep. lost and the gap that he's going to fill, and how, kind of how much we're going to rely on him to just be getting tackles. Yeah, like I think we would all agree that he's probably he's he's. 
We're really hoping he's the guy because it feels like right now he's got to be. He has to he's got to be that leader. Yeah. He's got to be that guy. And the great thing with guys like that is if he can become that guy, that he's going to draw so much attention from the offensive, like the line yeah. in their scheme, that it opens up other guys to come in and make you know make plays. It's the whole Jared Crick with, next to Indomitian Sue Indom- type yeah. thing where the, they start double triple teaming Sue and then Crick ends up having a breakout year. And mm-hmm. like I feel like if he does yep. that, that's really going to open up. The, you know, uh, just some other players to really start making an impact. And, yeah. and I think, honestly, I think a lot of the leadership from just him watching and seeing, like, JoJo play over the years, like, I think he just kind of, yeah, I think he knows what it takes to lead the team, too. And so I think I think yeah. he'll do a great job. Yeah, uh, he yeah, was... I'll, uh, go for it, Chris. You go for it, nope, you go for it. I swear, if you don't go I'm for it. I'm going for it. No, I'm going for it. Go for it. Um Another thing I want to just mention just about the defense, then I'll touch on the offensive side of the ball, is I don't remember ever feeling so confident about our linebackers as I do today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that is probably – I could – I think as of today, I feel so much better about our linebackers than I do even our secondary. Mm-hmm. And I do believe we have a great secondary. But I think our linebacker – I think Heinrich – and I know Reimer is injured right now, mm-hmm. but we've seen what Reimer is, has done mm-hmm. – I, I am so confident in that group, and I'm so excited to see what they do this year. I just don't remember the last time I've been this excited about our linebacker core. Yeah, and I feel very, very confident about it today. You want? So, yeah, well, I want to. I didn't think of this before, but now that I, you mentioned that, and I've been just honestly didn't hear a word you said. But I've just been thinking about this. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I heard what you said, and I was thinking about uh, one one player that stood out to me that I remember seeing on the field make a bunch of plays in a row, and then. You know, he was a starter, so he sat down. Chris Kolarovic was everywhere. Yeah, he, he was, was playing that. He was. I watched a play where he was maybe a little bit confused on where he needed to be, and so guys were kind of pointing him uh-huh. out, and and he went back and forth from both sides of the field chasing a running back that was in motion or something. Exactly like and Mr. Doman. Exactly did. like Doman, and then he went got into the backfield and tackle a tackle for loss like r- immediately. He, <laughs> he looked like he knew like it was designed like he was filling Jojo Doman's role and he was he was there he was ready to go and he looked he looked like he fit the physical build of a guy that needs to play that role so mm-hmm. that's really yeah, good. Yeah, he's, he's a he's undersized too kind yeah. of like Jojo like he's yeah. only like 6-1 maybe 6-2 so that yeah. kind of fits that position really well too. Yeah, but he stood out to me he he was killer so Yeah. I, and I can't even remember, uh, I can't even remember what I was going to mention beforehand so <laughs> <laughs> Move to the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be afraid to say this either. It's clear Casey Thompson's QB one, mm-hmm. but if I'm picking today, Chuba Purdy's Amen. QB two. Yes, yes. I think that was clear for the fact that Chuba didn't even practice that much this spring and came out and made some big plays this spring game. I think that was pretty telling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think he outplayed Smothers and. If you're oh, Smothers, yeah. that's say, kind of. I think Smothers looked just kind of bad. He did look bad. Great. He did I don't want to. I don't want to like trash on him, but seemed like a lot of just forcing it. Kind mm-hmm. of sometimes even felt a little lost he out there. He didn't comfortable. Yeah, bad which passes. is crazy because yeah. like last year, I felt like he was he wasn't our best option. Obviously, no, but, but, no, he but when, he, when he came least. in, he actually like did Executed. okay. Yeah. Like I never felt <clears throat> a lack of ability, and yeah. I felt on Saturday I felt like there was actually a lack of ability. He had bad passes downfield. He threw an interception. Uh, he threw. I mean, it, it did not look incredible. Yeah, he just his, looked. I don't know, yeah. sluggish. I don't know what the what the right word is, but I hope that it doesn't 
destroy his confidence and his desire to to fight for it. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. But what the heck, though? You can't help but admire a guy like him who is the first to commit in his recruiting class and then sticks with Nebraska in the midst of this transfer portal madness of, oh, I'm not starting, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that he just continues to stay and remain and fight and fight and fight, you can't help but admire that. It's just a bummer that it doesn't translate to the field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I felt bad. Speaking of Husker transfer portal, I just looked it up because I was curious. Um, Will Nixon just committed to a school this last week. Do you, S- anyone knows S- where he's going? He's going to Washington. He's a Husky Washington, now. interesting. Yeah, so interesting. he's in immediate eligibility. And Flodarius Payne, this is a little while ago now, but he committed to Virginia Tech. Yeah, about yeah. Tech, yeah. So, and then we still have uh, Nadab Joseph. Mm-hmm. He's, like a, he's a four-star corner. Yeah, he still like yeah. hasn't been picked up anywhere, floating around. So he's just yeah. in the in the random thing. But Will Nixon, he's going to be playing in Washington, which is interesting to me. And that is interesting. But he wow. he got he just kind of got buried under the depth in, in the depth chart, especially with especially the, with the transfers coming in, the additions that we added to. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be. It would have been hard for him. But Chris, thank you so yeah. much for your thoughts, man. If you had to pick one player that you think. Uh, from the from Nebraska, that's going to get drafted, and maybe uh, just a random team you think is going to draft him. I guess I guess we're we're talking we're talking this past year, not yeah, not yeah. players that you currently right, think right, right. with their potential, but of all the the players For that sure. are you know on the block, who do you think is going to go first? You know, if I had to bet some money on it, mm. I think I think you probably get a guy like I. I'm going back and forth right now with Jojo Doman and Cam Taylor Brett. Mm-hmm. I just am going back and forth, but I'm going to go ahead and put my eggs in the basket for Jojo Doman. He is uh, because he, I think go for it. He's the highest um, rated right rated now, projected, play, yeah. project, projection. He's like 88th yep. overall prospect or something. Yep, which it seems like it is kind of the safe bet. Yeah, the only reason I see someone taking potentially Cam Taylor Britt sooner is just because it's his position and the question mark with Jojo is like where you're going to put him officially. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jojo Doman, you know what he feels like? Zane, you're going to like this. He feels like a Dallas Cowboy. I, hey, that's baby. What, that's what I, I've been, that's what I think too. No Cowboys! But maybe yeah, maybe he'll, Steelers, he'll get them over the hump better. and they can win a playoff game. I don't yeah. know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably. And we want to thank you guys for listening to <laughs> <laughs> I think he feels like a cowboy too. I think honestly, I think any of them would. I think the Cowboys will pick a Husker. I think they'll either pick JoJo, they'll either pick Cam Taylor, or they'll pick Cam Jurgens. I've seen them projected to pick all three at some. I would say looking so. looking at the Mel Kuyper's big board, you have Cam Jurgens is the fourth rated center. Wow. Cam Taylor is the ninth rated cornerback, and JoJo Doman is the seventh rated safety. Yeah, he's he's listed as a D back safety right so, now. Interesting. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, big. he would be a well, big safety. A big safety. Yeah, so, I, I I don't want to, Chris again. We want to thank you so much, man. We hope you have a great rest of your day and everybody, everything can go can go swell. Yeah, no, thank you so much for for letting me call in. I'll get back on the road and putting Dylan Ryola faces. There we go. Um, on people's yards just to convince them to come to Nebraska. Yeah, oh, no, we yeah. respect that. We respect. We that. call that Cruton. Cruton. Yeah. Hey, I'm on the trail, y'all. All right, back to work. Get burn that midnight oil, my friend. Absolutely. All right. All right, we'll see you guys see you later. later. 
I hate that guy. <laughs> Dude, bad takes all around. Uh, I, overall, terrible. Smothers was Just the best part of the, the spring Honestly, game. Honestly, what is he talking what are you about? talking about? <laughs> no, we love Chris. Thanks, uh, for, thanks Chris. I, I, I'm just going to piggyback exactly what Chris said. I think JoJo Doman's going to get drafted by the Cowboys probably in, in the, the later second round or early third round. The Cowboys have picks in every round, and they have f- like – five picks in the fifth round or something yeah. like a crazy amount of picks. So um, I, I just think he fits. We need it. We need, I, I say we, as the Cowboys, we need a, a linebacker to, to fill that spot and to kind of be a roamer. And we've been, we've been missing Jojo can play safety. I think he came in to be a safety at Nebraska Yeah, yeah. and they ended up transitioning him to yeah. a linebacker nickel role. So I think the Cowboys will end up picking Jojo Doman in, in a second, late second round, early third round, mid third round. So that's my, yeah, I, I think, think I would go with him too and I'm going to say I'm going to say mid mid to late third kind of and yeah. team wise I, Cowboys make sense but I could see really anybody yeah, a couple, around a couple mock drafts have um, Doman going to the Cowboys in the third yeah so. uh, what about you James what do you think um it's it's probably him just looking at where in general they're ranking you know you look at the mm-hmm. top 150 NFL prospects all that stuff Doman's 84 Cam Taylor's 111th um even though Cam Jurgens is the fourth rated center. I like he's like the highest rated in that position group, but there's so many more yeah. linebackers and corners and safeties and yeah. stuff like and that, the, that get drafted. There's one, there's one center per team. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously the And backups, so so he's but. kind of down, but it wouldn't actually surprise me. I don't think he'll go first. It wouldn't surprise me if he sneaks in and be in the second. Like if we're just yeah. saying JoJo's gonna be the first. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if like Jurgens get drafted in the fifth round yeah. and Cam goes in the late fifth or sixth. Yeah. Like th- that wouldn't surprise me. That seems actually that would be probably pretty reasonable. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Doman in the third, Cam Taylor Britt in the fourth, Jurgens in the fifth. I think we'll be yeah. in that three to five range. That's kind of what I feel. But. I think a part of me is just Cam had spurts of greatness. <laughs> I know, I mean, spurts I of potential, did. but he did. I, I do not feel. I, I don't know if I would want him like if I if I had I don't I'm not really I'm an NFL fan I don't have like a team I don't know if I would want him to be a starting corner on yeah. my favorite team uh, I I don't disagree with that and I think that's where I'm just like I don't know if I agree I still with think where he's, he's got development to happen with him I, I think he could potentially could be great he just I just don't think he's he's too inconsistent still it was he weird. plays too me too much me ball still but it was it was mm-hmm. weird because in against good teams this last year yeah. he played incredible he was the best incredible. he was the best but then, I feel like but then against, in teams yeah, against just, just like teams Minnesota. that you would think is not that good <laughs> it'd be like dude what are you doing out there like yeah. Illinois when you drop a punt and decide yeah. you want to throw I it backwards out of the end zone <laughs> Gosh, dude, that that oh, game, that game okay. You just mentioned right. Minnesota. Can we just go on a little side? Oh, okay. baby, please. Oh, we have okay. to. So, so have I made to. I made a I made a three D printed model of PJ Flex face before and after <laughs> the face surgery. And uh, I'm not convinced it's the same person. I'm not convinced, dude. If you if you guys aren't the aware, lizard people are taking the over. lizard people are starting with the head coach of Minnesota, which is a bold strategy because no one will expect it. No one will expect it, and everybody hates him already. If you don't know what we're talking about, PJ. PJ Fleck had some, he had some, some face work, work done. done. He had some work done. He made some excuse about it being That's from a nice boating accident it. a couple of years yeah. ago. But guys, it legit looks like a different person. And I don't want it to make fun of like the looks of somebody. I but, do. But Zane does. <laughs> so I'm going to let Zane take it over. He looks horrible. <laughs> It thing, just looks. It, he doesn't look horrible, honestly. He just looks like a completely yeah, different person. Yeah, he just person. looks like a different guy. Like, and like, but the thing is, he's trying to play it off. It's like, dude, just yeah. say you got face done, okay, your face work done. Yeah, it. I legitimate, and this is this is like 
on Twitter and stuff, people thought it was it like was a, a, joke. A, a joke. Like it was a lookalike. It was like a somebody that kind of looked like him that was stepping in and like doing Went interviews. Went up to the press conference. That actually yeah. wasn't him. And I'm actually not convinced that that's still not just some like giant prank that they're still they're still holding on to. Some elaborate April Fools. There's actually I cloned myself. Yeah. Now there's going to be two of me running down the field. Can you imagine two (laughs) PJ Flex? Row the boat. Yeah, row the boat themselves. I I don't know why. I I think I I, I think I mentioned this on the pod already, but. The game I really just want to beat someone by forty this year is Minnesota. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I know like more, more than any, more than I any team. It. Literally more than Iowa. More than any team. And no, I no, I, no, no. I hope at the end, I just want Scott Frost to say during the press conference that that was just a culture. Win. It was just a culture win. That's all. That's Honestly, all our players are. That's just what PJ Flex said after they beat us this year, and, and that it, was talent versus it, culture. That was talent versus culture. And like we got uh, culture what would even, what, what would be even funnier is if Scott Frost came out and said, "Yeah, our, our players are just way more talented than them." <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about culture, Honestly, but like, we're better. Yeah. We could put anyone out there, and we would have won. <laughs> it's really just talent. It's, at this guys, point. honestly, I thought about putting a helmet on. Like, they're, they're Ross, like one of the hardest teams we play. It is, and we play like garbage against them every year. I don't know what it is. It's just like we cannot. We just can't. Toss Illinois is, in that boat too. Apparently, that's true. I don't oh know my how gosh, dude! If so we lose to Illinois again this year, it's uh, uh, I'm we're burning the city down. I've so, said that a lot, but we're burning the city down. So real quick though, um, James, yes, you, true. You, I'm a better punter than any. Yeah, you, James, you watched at home <laughs> on the TV. Uh, Zane and I went to the game together. Um, we we had a little incident that happened <laughs> at the beginning of the game. Oh yeah. So we didn't have like we we were sitting up about row. row the row like 43 43 or something like that we were up underneath the awning um and this towards kind of towards the back on the west side there's a guy sitting a few rows above us to the right that uh, we're sitting there before the game and all of a sudden no it's the national anthem it was the national anthem. we're singing the national anthem yeah it was national anthem and we hear i thought somebody's like dumping their drink it sounded like somebody was dumping out their water their water or something and we look back and there's a like there was a leak in the ceiling yeah there was a gentleman that was spewing it, dude. Spewing heave ho. Oh his God. previously eaten food runs on all over. Pizza. It I, was something. I just, I tried not to look just, at it. It was chunk. He just chunky. sat there, and his wife slash significant other slash friend just like <laughs> sat there by him. He did nothing. Did nothing. They they did not clean it up. They did not try. He did not leave. He just sat there. And like with the vomit all over the place, and just like kept like putting yeah, his hat like down, put his hat down, and like, <laughs> and he just sat there. And finally, Zane's wife like it went and got. Uh, so we saw some bad. medics, so we went and like got them to go over to him, and they sent somebody to come and clean it up and whatnot. But luckily, this section there was not very many people sitting. It was like a more sure. empty section, but it was still close enough. And so people we, people kept filling in the rows, like, like they getting didn't, closer yeah, they and like closer. I, was like, I don't oh, know if they gosh. didn't see. It like, anyways, I've been to a lot of Husker games, a lot of Husker games, and I've never seen that before. So that was a first. That was gross. It's the weird thing is the, is the puke and like act like it didn't happen. Yeah, he sat there like, until the fourth quarter. He sat there. He didn't Go move. Be red. Like he was like <laughs> I, he was like a statue the whole time. Hey, I'll take uh, take a Pepsi. What? And then after the game, Give we went down by the field because they let you down by the field, you know. And he was like walking around down there. Finally, I was like, dude. So now you can move and yeah. So was, if we had to was guess, something. was he? Plastered, drunk, schnockered, or was he just sick? Just like, oh, I get the flu. I'm, I'm gonna go with a pretty solid ninety-seven percent <laughs> confidence that he was plastered drunk. So, 
at I a think spring he was game at 1 p.m. <laughs> yeah, 1 p.m. at a spring game. And I'm, spring I'm guessing this guy, what do you think? Maybe late 40s? Maybe. Maybe yeah. late 40s. Yeah. And like, oh, kind of young guy. By himself. I mean. Not with like the boy. Like the boys. He, yeah, it he, was just. Him. <laughs> him and his wife just it was it was pretty sad and, and, and pathetic and i'm i'm yeah. glad my daughters are young enough they were there but they were young enough to like not really know what was going on <laughs> yeah. it was just it was pretty sad so if if you're a non-husker fan and you're listening to this not it everybody doesn't happen at game like i've i've never seen that before no i've actually seen some weird seen things some on twitter people, where they're like you know talking about like the the fan base that drinks the most yeah. and nebraska's like up there and i really don't get it is it it's i get it there's Pound, like drink a ton because you can't drink inside yeah. the stadium and so yeah. then they come in there is always there they, will always yeah. be someone in your shot that is probably a little yeah. drunk that thinks that they know more mm. than that's any that, any that, that anyone that's any it's that's not, any yeah. fan base yeah, yeah. yeah. but there, you'll always find one drunk person For within sure. earshot that's just yelling of like I remember it's during the north uh not the northwestern game it was a different game this year we scored on the play mm-hmm. and he and he like at first he's like during the play as it's progressing, he yells that that's a bad play call. Yeah. And then they scored on it. And because he <laughs> screamed it as loud as he could and everyone heard him, he had to just go all in on, nope, that nope. was still a bad play. That was play a bad play. play. Lucky it worked. We're lucky that this, like, <laughs> option, like, scored a touchdown. Boo this man. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah. everyone's like, dude, just... Just there's always one. one. Yeah, there's always one. And if one. you don't, if you don't see him around you, then you're it. So. Probably you. Probably you. Uh, I have some funny stories about that. Yeah, but um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that doesn't continue to happen in the future. Yeah, Ozan uh, Mathis. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a positive takeaway from the spring game. I would say negative. Overall, I didn't give my like main thoughts, broad speaking, about the spring game. Uh, I think, and this is just me continuing off of last week i think if we are to take anything away from the spring game at all it's a negative and it's the fact that we still can't punt consistently even though we had a big big boy boomer from boom boom bushini he had a couple 60 he had a couple some really bad ones and some pretty awful 14 yarders which i'm gonna say one, it one more time yarder. i'm gonna say it one more time just to make it crystal clear for the audience <laughs> i'm still the best punter of the last four years that hasn't played for nebraska so We'll leave that there. The but one that he punted through the back, like that was legit. You know, that we, was a good we, could, we could technically pull some strings and get you on the phone with Frost. Uh, without a single, I would tell it to his face. <laughs> hey, Zane, Zane, if I'm ever around you, Zane, you tell it to your face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like I don't know you. I, man. I will hundred, one hundred percent act like I don't know I'm you. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry for that. Okay, idiot. but then when I boom a seventy yarder, <laughs> you're, not gonna and you're gonna be like, oh, I want to be that guy's friend. I want to be that. I'm gonna be like, okay. But it's funny how like we keep talking okay about doing this, guy. but Zane never just so never happens to have a football go, to actually go buy a ball. With, Zane. So. I'll buy a go ball. Go buy a ball. I'll pump, I'll drop two balls at one time. Jump, <laughs> drop kick them both. both. Kicks. <laughs> both <ways. laughs> two balls for you. How about that? But overall, negative negative feelings from the spring game on the the side of the special Granted, teams. It was very windy. Very windy. It, it was, yeah. It was. It was but believe it or not, we weird. might play. Wind. We might play a game with that has wind. There. That's weird. Hey, no, recruiting. It, we had a ton of recruits. Ton. Uh, big, there, big, big and boy it recruits. Sounds like it went well. Oshawn uh, Mathis, Mathis had a great like, had a great official visit. He said uh, like incredible OV. Yeah, was, I was just saying, I'm looking at looking at this tweet. He said all caps, unbelievable OV Husker Nation. Yeah, on the field with Scott Frost and and Trev Alberts. Yeah. Took a picture to, with Scott. Frost. So yeah. I was thinking about this. How our last year's recruiting class was down. Mm-hmm. If the only way to get people. To commit to Nebraska, it's the only way you have to get them on campus. Yeah, and last year we didn't have official visits; like people couldn't get on campus. Couldn't, until like, yeah, and and so like 
it makes sense that we did not have this amazing recruiting mm-hmm. class. We still got some, I think, good players that are going to contribute. Yeah. But now that we're back to official visits, you're actually seeing us get all of this talent to mm-hmm. our field and like to, you know, to our facilities to see it. And which means we're going to have a fighting shot. We're going to get a number of these four stars. Which is Red heart, white. Red Heart? Wife? Red Heart? My wife started FaceTiming me. She knows I'm recording! And that's going to be on the pod now. All right. Let me turn off the Bluetooth real quick. There we go. Hannah just wanted to say hi. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I think recruiting is going to take a big jump this year. It was cool having Dylan Raiola. I mean, literally the number one overall prospect in 2024. Yeah. So, um, oh, Recruiting is taking a big step forward with the ability to, to bring players onto campus, but... Uh, we'll see if that has any effect on whether I'm still the best punter on them. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Uh, real quick, let's let's talk basketball quickly because we had a new coaching hire. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. Uh, it's, I'm absolutely blanking on it. Um, I know he's from he's from South Alabama, South Alabama, and Anderson, Anderson, Coach Anderson. Anderson. I feel like that's in my mind. Uh, while we look that up, maybe uh, he he's a defensive focused guy. He's taught defense. Um, so, uh, pressure zone focus. He's a he's a big guy. Like a coaches the, the big Adam guys Howard. as well. What is it? Adam Howard. Is that South, it? South Alabama yep. associate head coach to fill. There you go. Staff. Yep, that's it. For some reason, I had Anders in my head. But yeah, he not. focuses on like press press zone pressure zone. Yeah. So I think I think it checked the boxes. Um, he's got some recruiting clout. He's shown the yeah. ability to work through the transfer portal, and, and so I I feel like it was a good hire. Um, I agree. Derek Walker Jr.'s coming Derek back. Derek Walker's coming back, baby. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which so. will be incredible. He's literally, he was like 0.1 away, 0.1 percentage point away from being the all-time leader in, percent, in Percent uh, field goal field percentage, goal percentage yeah. for a seat for Nebraska. Yeah, I feel like our... our which is good if you didn't know. Yeah, our That's team is going to be <laughs> significant. It's going to look a lot different next year. We're going to be tall, actually. And yeah. and so it's going to be interesting what, what we, Hoiberg can do with that. Hopefully so. Friedenbach will be healthy. Yeah, yep. and we need... Um, because he got injured at the beginning of the year and just didn't play at all. Yeah. He's our yeah. freshman, yeah. So and uh, who uh, Eduardo did Eduardo Andre transfer? I think he transferred uh, out. Yes, he, I think yeah. He was the one Eduardo that, and Andre he, he transferred. But we're getting Blaze. We're getting Blaze Keita yeah. and Wilhelm Breidenbach will be healthy. And we have Derek Walker, and hopefully we get Trey McGowan's back as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's like be, I heard it's still about fifty fifty on him. Yeah. And then uh, we got that guard transfer from the great white north um oh so yeah. yeah yeah uh, yeah so i Sam think else oh yeah but I, I think i can't remember his name but Char- yeah no yeah uh, solid I, I, solid guard put, he puts up points yeah. um so i feel we, like we had a transfer on campus for the spring game antonio reeves from yeah. illinois state i believe he's averaged like over 20 points a game last yeah, year yeah he's he's so. a he's a big timer transfer we need we sure. need some production yeah. especially with bryce gone so yeah he um, would be another guy like uh alonzo verge that would be like a, a legit straight up point guard yep so and we're adding rommel lloyd jr from sierra canyon one of the best pros like top 40 prospect in in high school i mean so, sierra canyon's like one of the best one huge if yeah. not the number one probably in the uh, outside of oak hill maybe the number two best school like yeah and he's overall i think this year they're like number eighth in the national tournament like ranking but yeah still that's they're always and up he there. could yeah. shoot the skin I mean, off it man i feel like basketball it's so crazy how similar basketball and football is you know what i mean like they've got this talent they just haven't done anything with it and i, I kind of feel this is one just like frost like with hoiberg it's kind of all right you made your changes you've got your players in see what you can do with it mm-hmm. and you either prove it or you're out. You Prove know? it or lose it. Have you, did you hear about Sam Greasel? 
Yes. So we're adding him from NDSU. Yes, that's what that's, I said. That's, that's, what, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, that's what I was saying dude, from the NDSU. He's uh, a straight up legit yeah. point guard. He's like 14, 15 points a game. I can't remember six assists, something like that. And but he's, he's played a, in the tournament. Played in the tournament. He's got a lot of experience. Yeah, he's who I was mentioning. He's from Lincoln, so it's yeah, cool. He that played at East, East yeah. High School. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Baseball. Okay. We're Just 12, young, man. 12, 12 and 18. Yeah, uh, this, kicked, is, this is what happens when, I mean, this is what, Honestly, this is what happened after the 2005 season where we had multiple people get drafted, and then mm-hmm. it's just like, then they kind of fell into irrelevancy for a little bit. That's just kind of where we're at. You had multiple people go pro, yep. which is great, mm-hmm. but now we have a really young staff, like young young pitching staff especially, and some of them are injured. Yeah, So yeah. that is not, that's our pitching not super helpful. Just, I mean, we lost our best pitcher in the first game of the year. Yeah, yeah. And our bats have been streaky. I mean, there's been games where we've... We've looked great. We yeah. beat Ohio. We we beat them five to three, ten to five, and seventeen to five. Yeah. This is and then in the same week. Yeah, we well, like. I guess sorry. We then we go lose to UNO five to six. The, these games are close. A lot They're of the close. Ones we're They're losing. really close. We yeah. lost to Rutgers, who's the best team in the Big Ten. We lost five to seven, four to five. Close game. Close. And then, that game was incredible. That and the last five. the last game was just fell apart, and we lost yeah. one to nineteen. That game, that nineteen to one game, we were it was tied. Um, one to one, one to one <laughs> in the top of the seventh. Are I you think. Kidding me? And we, yeah. And oh, then I didn't watch that. Wheels it, fell. <laughs> I mean, it the car, the car exploded. Out. The car exploded. It, uh, fell off a bridge. Everybody died. That's how bad it was. Wow. Hey, but, it's how bad it was. But it's weird. Like even just like looking through some of these things. Like we we win six zero eight two. Yeah, and then, and then we lo- we win twelve six. We're just it's I just win, the consistency. We win thirteen twelve. We we beat Texas A and M Corpus Christi thirteen twelve. Next day lose. One one to four, and then after that, lose four to twenty one. Yeah, it's yeah. So I I feel like what that's showing is the how just young and yep. in, in um immature I guess the team is you know just, just the, mentally just weak. Yeah, once and it, once there's it talent starts there, to go bad, it yeah, just it, pop, compiles. Yeah, talent and depth and. But then after the four to twenty one, we go and beat Michigan. Yeah, thirteen to nine. Yeah. Like it's, it's they can just, ride the wave if they're hot, they can ride the wave and they can they can get it. But once something negative happens, they don't have the ability to overcome yeah. that. They, errors. We're four, four and five. sports, men's sports in general. This That's is just, just like a hard, theme. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we're four, four and five in, in conference play and on a little four four game losing streak right now. And we play Creighton tonight. So we could at we, home. At, at home, Creighton. Creighton's really good. We've done so well at home. And then we have a four. <laughs> Creighton, Creighton's four always game. good at baseball. Yeah, yeah. It seems like we haven't beat them since 2019. So until tonight, until tonight, baby, what, we're still four and four and con- four and five in conference play four and five. No. Oh, cause yeah. Cause we lost again, we lost, which yeah, lost isn't ultimately, I think we're still third in the big 10, third or fourth in the big 10, not, not a power conference with, with baseball, but we could still make some noise and there's a, about halfway done with the season. So uh, hopefully we can kind of turn things around and start riding some momentum and, and write that ship. But uh, I still think Will Bolt is the guy for the job. He's still doing. Yeah, I think so. Doing, he's still doing the the right stuff with the right players. Yeah, gonna, I would say it's going to take some if time. If we could get a an experienced pitching coach, yeah. I think that would go a long way. Yes, pitching, especially college baseball, pitching pitching is everything. You're you're always going to have people that can hit the ball. Yeah, yep. and you can find them. But good pitchers, man. And I know I think we have them. I think two of them are injured, and then the rest of them are young. Yeah. And, and, so and our best to... pitcher got kicked off the team. Jackson Jelkin got kicked off the team last week. Yeah. 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 Not ideal. Not ideal. Don't know why why that happened, but overall. 
Well, I don't want to end it on a on a sad note, but um, let's just end on a, a high note of what was uh, what was the fun part of March Madness for you guys? Like any 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 cool things? Any like first of all, the Big Ten did not do well. We, they did. They did not. No. Across no, uh, any, any Purdue was the longest tenured team. Yeah, it's interesting how the Big Ten like. You know, throughout the season, shows to be tough, and then they just really struggled to make no, it they deep. Sh- they showed the to be tough in non-conference. In non-conference, that's like, the thing. Like they did well against beating, these, yeah, these conferences that did better in the tournament. I think we beat SEC teams head to head throughout yeah. the year. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and ACC teams and, and Pac-12. It, really? like, yeah, we we did well because we ACC, do that. Big, that surprises me. That 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 Big Ten ACC challenge we did. We we won that like record wise. Oh, yeah. We we is it, but then they just kill us in the tournament. It's really interesting yeah. how that happens. And this isn't the first year that's happened. So, but. I I don't know. It, it was a it was a good tournament. There were a lot of really good games. Uh, mm-hmm. That it was one of the more enjoyable. Just watching the games. Um, that Duke North Carolina final oh four game man, was so good. And even like the finals, like the comeback victory, and there were just a lot of really good games. So I appreciated mm-hmm. that. So I didn't watch the national championship game because they're the two. North Carolina and Kansas are the two most hated programs in my mind. I can't stand either of them. Sorry, who? North Carolina and Kansas. Okay. I don't like either of them, so I just didn't want to watch either of them win. I did see that highlight, however, of the the floor collapsing under that North oh, Carolina yeah. players. Yeah. And that guy, guy, it was he got so- injured. Oh, it was I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. That guy was dominant throughout the tournament, man. Yeah. Just a rebound beast. Yeah. So well, but when I'm not when I'm not rooting for Nebraska, I really have always liked Duke. You can check the books. My dad would Vouch for me. I have always rooted for Duke, so it was fun watching them um, get as far as they did. It would have been so nice to see Coach K get that national championship in his Dude, last what's, game. What's, but what's wild is um, the very first loss Coach K ever had oh, was yeah. against North Carolina. North Carolina. The first loss this season was North, North Carolina. Carolina. Was the last. last loss of the season, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Dude, if that's not uh, setting you up for, I'm actually coming back for one more year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what will. I'm just going to come back to beat North Carolina, and then I'm out. And then I'm, I'm done. out. No, out no, I know he's done. Coach K is a legendary coach. Will always be oh, yeah. probably yeah. the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Yeah. Oh, John Wooden. There, yeah. John Wooden, maybe number one. Him, number two. I think yep. just in general, like maybe the most respected yeah. would be, I mean, he literally coaches the U.S. Coach national the team. the U.S. national team. Yeah. Like, and he's been doing that. A bunch of gold medals. For, yeah. Yeah. Like. I think people just like respect him as yeah. A He's coach. not that one of the greatest. There's, minds. there's lots of greatest. He's easily top three college basketball yep. coaches of all yeah. time. So. He's just a good leader. Like I, I've never been like blown away by his tactician skills. Like I think he does that just fine, obviously. But he just is a coach, man. He's yeah. just good. kid. The players play for him, respect him. Um, I think he does it the right way, you know. So yeah, but. yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, we'll we'll kind of continue the the trend of sports in the next couple weeks. We'll take a week off and then come back. We'll maybe highlight some new spring spring happenings, players recruiting. We'll hopefully have Oshawn Mathis decision and whatnot. So we'll have some stuff to talk about in a couple weeks. But for for this week, we want to thank you guys for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Give us some good reviews and share it with your friends and family if you would. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Rundown and send your comments and questions to BigRedRundown at gmail.com. We will see you guys next time.